Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Riccia, and this is episode number 340 of the podcast. It's the 18th of January, 2023, as I record this intro. In this week's episode, Anna, Erica, and I have a wonderful conversation with Nora McDonald. Nora is an unschooling mom of two living in Costa Rica and a member of the Living Joyfully Network. She shares her journey to unschooling as well as two major aha moments she's had in the last year. We talk about getting to know our children better by dropping expectations and really listening to them, as well as how valuable it is to drop our sense of urgency when it comes to getting through difficult moments. Nora writes so eloquently on the network about her big realizations, her thought processes, and her challenges, and it's lovely to bring some of her insights to the podcast. We hope you find our conversation helpful on your unschooling journey. And if you're curious about the Living Joyfully Network online community and how we can support you on this powerful and often very personal journey, follow the link in the show notes or just go to livingjoyfully.ca forward slash network. We'd love to welcome you. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon and a big welcome to new patron, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support is instrumental in keeping the podcast archive, audio, and transcript freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to support the show, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's get to our conversation with Nora. Welcome. I'm Pamela Rickia from livingjoyfully.ca and today Anna, Erica and I are excited to speak with Living Joyfully member Nora McDonald. Welcome Nora. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so to get us started, can you give us a bit of an introduction to you and your family? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I'm Nora. I'm British, as you may hear. Um, and I am married to a Costa Rican man called Luis. And we have two kids, uh, Ruben, who is eight, and Liam, who is five. Um, and me and Luis met in Costa Rica, and we've sort of gone back and forth quite a lot. But we've we've spent more of our relationship in Cambridge in the UK. But actually, at the moment, we are in Costa Rica as of seven months ago. So this is my third time living in Costa Rica, Ruben's second and Liam's first. So it's, it's a bit complicated, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. And um, yeah, so I was going to say about the, um, how we got into unschooling, because uh, I always like hearing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was sort of thinking about, it feels like a kind of gradual journey towards it so I kind of discovered gentle parenting and that kind of thing when Ruben was a baby so that made me feel like I was doing something slightly alternative um and but that was kind of it um and then um when I was gonna have Liam we went back to the UK from Costa Rica at that point and um so we actually had the same doula that 
we'd had with Ruben. We had the same one with Liam and she is a home educator, I think still. And so we ended up having much more conversation with her about home education than we did about babies. Um, and so we kind of looked into it after that and ended up home educating. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't really have like a philosophy for a while. I was kind of exploring things. Ruben has always been very anti being taught things. So we were pretty relatively laid back. Um, but the big kind of dive into unschooling happened um, about March 2021 when um, Ruben was really kicking back on the very, very strict rules that we had about um, tablets and TV and stuff. And so I was kind of aware of unschooling and I was like, this, that always seems to make sense. So maybe I should go and see why lots of unschoolers don't have these really strict limits. Uh, and I distinctly remember being like, I'm never going to go that far, but at least maybe I could go and see what what the thinking is. Um, and luckily I had uh, an unschooling friend, Lorna, who sent me loads of links and told me about the podcast and she was in the network um, on here. So uh, I think I listened to two episodes of the podcast and then I was like, yep, this is for me and joined the network. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, I can't believe it's only been like a year and a half, but um, since that happened, because it's been like quite a journey and I've just kind of been sinking kind of deeper and deeper into it. Um, so, yeah, and it's completely changed my life, as I like to tell people, because it's just because it's been so many great skills about being in a relationship with other people, communicating identifying where my beliefs come from like challenging everything saying is this working for me all of this kind of stuff that we talk about um has been amazing um but yes so as to fast forward to now um so the kids are super into tablets and video games and youtube and it's a huge interest for both of them uh lots of minecraft lots of roblox happening um and it's actually really nice because Liam, I think, quite recently um, has got up to Ruben's level with Minecraft and Roblox. So they're playing together loads. Um, it's really cool. Um, and Ruben's also been playing with a, a kid from, from a network family in South Africa. So that's been really nice. Um, and they also like kind of swimming, bowling, um, any kind of physical fighty play, kind of wrestling or acting out minecraft or any of that kind of thing um but yeah so it was funny because i was thinking about this and i was thinking about what they what they enjoy doing and they have a lot in common but they're such different personalities so ruben is kind of um very kind of sweet and caring and likes kind of the same things and the same people but once he likes something he really likes it so he's completely delighted if one of his favorite people will join him in one of his favorite games like he's sort of really into his interests um whereas Liam is like the comedian he has this amazing comic timing um and also he just he really knows how to enjoy himself. I just so often look over at him and think he's just the embodiment of the phrase living your best life because he's just like, he's great at just like chilling out. And I don't know, this is, he just seems to know how to have a good time, I think. Um, but yeah, and then I am a stay-at-home parent um, thinking about maybe trying to do some work, but I don't know what to do with my life. So um, we'll see. Um, and yeah, because the kids both really like being at home. Um, so I have got quite into podcasts, which has been really fun. So obviously the two Living Joyfully podcasts. Um, uh, but also, yeah, just like anything about psychology, human relationships, um, history. I used to really love history and I've really been diving back into that 
um, which has been super fun. Um, and yeah, I like reading and cooking and eating. <laughs> um, I'm quite excited about that one because my, my um, cooking mojo totally disappeared during lockdown and it's finally coming back. So I'm getting back into baking stuff, which is cool. And Luis is uh, super into kind of maths and science and engineering, that kind of stuff. Um, and just loves building things and taking things apart. Uh, and also kind of swimming and water polo um, is a big, uh, he's going back to his water polo team here, which I think he's really happy about. Um, and he just says he likes learning stuff when I asked him, um, which is really great because he's re it means he's really good at listening to me telling him all the stuff that I've learned, um, whether it's unschooling or like any other podcast, he gets like a, he's a very patient listener to my like summaries that I give him. Um, so yeah, so that's us. That's, that is so fun. <laughs> I love that, that he's a good listener too, because that is a part too, like of our process sometimes, right? Is, is kind of synthesizing it for ourselves so that we can share it with others. So that's, that's a fun piece as well. And I loved hearing just a bit about like that technology journey is, you know, it's, it's a pretty common one, absolutely, because it's so unconventional, even though, you know, we're starting to hear more stories about tech not being as vilified, you know, conventionally yet, you know, I, I love that because I remember when I first got the, started reading about homeschooling, right, and the kids first came home and I was just hearing those bits about unschooling. It's like, okay, that sounds really curious. I mean, I'm not going to go all the way <laughs> it start when you start learning more about it and it starts making more sense that's it I you don't have to make like the decision right at the beginning right you don't have to say okay I'm doing full-on unschooling let's start I'm gonna go learn about it no it can be you know what I'm curious about this I'm gonna learn some more and learn some more and it's like baby step by baby step I can you know just say oh like this feels good. This is looking good. What else you got to offer? And then I take another step, right? <laughs> Did it feel like that for you, Nora? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, well, with the technology thing, it was kind of interesting because I also did a, a webinar with a British psychologist called Naomi Fisher. And I think, so my unschooling friend Lorna was like, don't do anything really suddenly. And I was like, but after I'd watched this webinar, I was like, no, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't enforce it. So it, that did happen like quite quickly, but, but it was cause I was so convinced, but there's yeah, definitely been like other baby, lots of baby steps um, to get to where I am now and lots to come, I think as well. <laughs> forever <laughs> yeah I love that so much it, it reminds me too of, of the beginning of my journey too where some things were just like this is it jump right in and other things were like well I'll never get there and then you realize it's just this journey and it just kind of naturally happens so um I have really enjoyed a lot of the aha moments that you share on the network I feel like you're so great about sharing kind of the process and as you're realizing things you know and and kind of taking us through um the realizations and then how things used to feel and how they feel now and I just think that's so valuable for everyone um there was a, a story that you shared around like shedding the sense of urgency that you had about like pushing through things um getting through a car ride and other examples like that and just how transformational it was to drop that sense of urgency and so I was hoping that you could tell us about that here yeah sure okay so 
basically we had this big change because um, in Cambridge, in the UK, we didn't have a car. I don't drive. So we had this wonderful cargo bike that I really miss and or buses or walking. But um, we're in San Jose and Costa Rica, which is not the most walkable city. And there's not much public transport that takes us where we want to go. So we've had to do cars a lot more and the kids were even less heavy about this than I was um they really hated it they were sort of getting there now but especially at the beginning excuse me they really just did not want to be in the car um and so my first instinct was just we have to do this we've got no choice we're just gonna have to push through they're just gonna have to hate it all we can do is go as fast as we can and hope that there's something nice at the other end um and yeah that was just that was how I was expecting things to go uh but luckily um because I'm in the Living Joyfully Network and there's so many conversations about being creative about different people's needs and respecting their needs and everybody's needs being important and probably loads of other kind of useful mindful mindset shifts and yeah plenty of time um luckily I was able to just stop and go what on earth am I thinking (laughs) like I can easily make this better for them and it just took 30 seconds for me to think do you know what we'll just stop whenever they say they need to stop um so we just stop worrying about being late for things which in Costa Rica is fine anyway um (laughs) which helps but also just like I'd rather we arrive happy than and slightly late and just prioritizing us being okay. Um, so yeah, we've, we've, we just decided we were going to stop and um, we also always get an ice cream now whenever we go anywhere. So just these really simple, basic things. Um, so we've done stops that are like five minute stop at the, at a park that we happen to be going past. And we've done a stop that was like an hour in a little town getting an ice cream and like having a wonder around ice creams are often involved um <laughs> but it just it it seems so simple but it it was amazing to me that I just was on this kind of autopilot of this we just have to push through we just have to do it bad things happen and all you can do is is push through them both for me and my kids I think um and it was just amazing how revolutionary it felt to me to just stop and go okay no we can think creatively about this we can improve the situation as much as we can and obviously there's a limit but but it makes such a difference I think as well just the kids knowing that we're trying everything that we can to help them feel better um and yeah I feel like I probably still am working on making this automatic but I'm definitely trying to make it a habit so the other example of this that I thought of was um we uh, trying to get the kids comfortable going to the dentist and we found this very lovely dentist uh, but what I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do is um, rather than just say okay we're going to go we're going to do everything we can to get them uh, their mouths open and so she can see I'm going to contact her and be like can we just pay your fee for a, <clears throat> an appointment and then just hang out we'll teach you to play Minecraft they'll get used to the room they'll get used to you just we don't have to like just push through everything um so yeah that it it feels so simple to me now but it was it's it's been like this huge life mindset change for me 
Oh my gosh. It makes such a difference though, right? Because I I mean, we can just really tunnel in on, okay, this is what we're supposed to do, have to do how it has to look and let's get it over with this bad stuff, you know, but right. We can change all of that immediately. Like you said, and it really just takes a few seconds to think about, okay, we can, you know, now start brainstorming and think about the different ways. And, and I, I do love that the network for that, because I do think we're kind of steeping in that creativity. We're steeping in all these different ways that people have done it. And so it really, it really is. I think it's easier, you know, when we have that, that community around us. It really is. It's so surprising. Like you talked about the moment was like, Hey, I don't have to do that. Like there are so many things where we feel like, okay, you know, life isn't perfect. There's going to be some things we dislike. Let's just get through this fast as we can. That is just such a a normal way to see something, first approach to something. And that little switch that says, oh, but hey, you know, what if, what if we didn't? It's like, that's a little thought experiment that I love to play with myself. Like is, you know, when I'm feeling stuck with something, no matter what it is, it's like, what if it was like the opposite? What if I wasn't stuck? What if I thought that this was great? What if we could have the most fun ever on car rides? What if we love this dentist? Like, how would I be acting then? That's what opens it up for me to like, yeah, we'd be stopping when we saw something fun or we felt like an ice cream. We'd be bringing fun things to do in the car. We'd be laughing, chatting or headphones on and right into, you know, whatever it is for us as individuals. But that thought experiment is that quick shift for me that just helps me realize there's another way to look at this. There are so many more possibilities that we can play with. I love it. I was thinking um, how it it is like kind of that mainstream paradigm thing of like, there are just things we have to do. There Mm -hmm. are things we have to do and the kids better get used to that. There are just things we have to do and you have to just push through. Um, And for that to be like some, that's like a lesson, you know, to teach a child is this lesson of like push through. Um, But right. Like it, I feel like this kind of lightness in my head, if I can just kind of open it to, but wait a second, like you were saying, like, wait a second, it doesn't have to be this way. There's so many, like in any situation, there are so many different places that you could be looking for a different way to do things or a different something to switch up. And so I think, you know, kind of being in that adult position of, but I should just be able to say the thing and they have to just push through and like that maybe it will somehow be more convenient for me as an adult if I could get the kids to just push through. Like, but then if I actually look at reality, like pushing through is so hard. (laughs) Like it's so hard to do with kids. It actually makes my life a lot harder if I don't try to address, you know, the different needs that they have and the places that they're uncomfortable. So I just loved that. Yeah, so fun. Okay, so another huge shift that you shared on the network was around how, with the best of intentions, (laughs) your priorities, the direction, kind of leading your kids towards ideas, you know, fun ideas and what you thought would be great was really stopping you from knowing them and kind of how they wanted to spend their time. And so we just thought it'd be cool to have a discussion around that because there's a lot there with that piece. Yeah, no, this felt like a really huge, like multi-level <laughs> moment for me. Um, because yeah, like like as I said, so I started off when we was a baby, like getting into gentle parenting and 
positive parenting and conscious parent, whatever, there's lots of versions. Um, and so I remember kind of getting into unschooling and reading about it and sort of feeling like respecting and honoring your kids' interests and doing what they want and saying yes to them or, and all of that. It all just seemed fine. Like I was like, yes, yes, I'm on top of that. That's easy. That's fine. That's done. I know them. I know everything they're going to want to do. I like, I was at home with them the whole time. So I was like, I know these kids. Um, and yeah, it took me a long time <laughs> to start realizing that actually I, my head was so full of these ideas of what we should be doing as a family, what children should be like, what parents should be like, what childhood should be like, what activities are better than other activities. You know, I was totally signed up to we should be reading, we should be outside, we should be going to groups, we should be going to museums, all of which is all great if that's what your kids want to do. But really, my kids didn't want to do any of that. Um, so, yeah, so this sort of big realization felt like this kind of I think of it as like a two stage process. Um, so the first little aha moment was back in Cambridge. Um, so Cambridge has quite a few nice museums. And so every so often I would drag the kids to a museum because this was educational and good and, but still fun. And, but they were never very interested in them. And um, so it was always, it always felt like a bit of a flop as an activity. Uh, so, yeah. So then one day, I guess I'd been kind of reading about unschooling and processing it all. And one day it just suddenly occurred to me that there is a, a museum in Cambridge called the Fitzwilliam Museum, which has a room full of weapons, mm -hmm. like swords, crossbow, armor, like lots of sharp pointy metal things. And I just suddenly was like, that's where Ruben would like to go. That's what Ruben's interested in because he really loves like um, all kinds of fighty computer games. He likes cutting out um, weapons of increasing complexity, like by eye with scissors and with paper and just like playing with them. I was like, he likes weapons. Why am I not taking him to the weapons bit? Um, and we actually never ended up going, but he did express interest, but it just felt like this real moment where I was like, oh, like I'm starting to see these, these options more from his point of view um, for like thinking about his, what, what genuinely interests him, not what I think kids should know about. Um, and then the second kind of aha moment was in Costa Rica. So a few months ago, uh, I actually walked past this bowling alley and I was like, oh, I should suggest bowling to the kids with zero expectations because I did not think they would be interested. And they were both like, yes, we really want to go. And I was really surprised. I thought, OK, fine, we'll give it a try. Uh, worst thing that can happen is they don't like it. And they loved it. And this was in a place, really loud music, loads of people. You have to wear weird shoes. <laughs> like there's, it's, comp it's competitive, but there's, it's so competitive that you can see who's with, like there's a big screen telling you who's winning and I just never in a million years would have thought that they would like that and we've we've kept going they still they still like going we have we've sort of tweaked the competitive element so we kind of mess about with who has goes when and everything but still they keep wanting to go um and it was that felt like an aha moment because that was not something I would have thought that they would want to do that was not something I would have thought they would enjoy once we got there um 
so it just made me realize that I was getting so much information from that about who they were, about what they wanted to do, because I had stepped out of the way and I had like dropped my, probably still working on it, but mostly dropped my like expectations, my ideas of what should be happening, what we should be doing. And so I got this information that they wanted to do bowling. So it just made me realize like how much, all of this noise in my head had been stopping me from truly like both seeing my kids based on what I know about them, but also just giving them the chance to lead and teach me about more about themselves and give me more information about, I mean, I still don't really know why they like the bowling, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, you know, but, but also just the, the, difference between seeing them going and doing something that they actually wanted to do how much easier it was to get them out of the house well there's so much information that I just would not have had if I had still been like okay Monday we do this Tuesday we do that like it was it just was so useful and it and so now like if they surprise me I'm delighted because it means that I have stepped out of the way I have given them the chance to show me something that I wasn't expecting and then that gives me more information to then be able to say I think you might like this other thing and so still doing the like weapons room type stuff so still saying okay I think you might like this and still being able to look at it from their point of view based on the information I have but it's kind of like a virtuous circle where if I'm stepping out of the way I'm way more able to offer them stuff that they're genuinely going to want to do so yeah that's been really fun oh my gosh Uh, go ahead yeah there's so much in there Nora (laughs) (laughs) okay so I'm going to start with I love the nuance that you're talking about of dropping expectations so often when it's like yeah you know what it's not helpful to have expectations that we as a family or they as a child should enjoy this or or we feel like this would be good for them, like all those expectations. But there's the piece too, where when we can drop those expectations and kind of stand aside and and have a harder time for a while not sharing other possibilities. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to put anything on them, right? I don't want to have these expectations. So I'm just going to let them lead. And I just kind of stand back yet, like passing the bowling alley. That's really off, but you know, it's here by us. We could go there and mentioning it. It's, it's that nuance of not having the expectation, any expectations when we share something. So yeah, absolutely. We can think of the things that we know, like knowing them, the things we think they might be interested in. And then also sharing random possibilities that are actually around in our lives as well. Not as in, oh, I need to share something every day and they need to like say yes, no, whatever. But to bubble our lives with these other possibilities that give them the opportunity to surprise us, to choose that right now I do want to try something totally new, right? It, it's just, it's so different when we're more with them. And we can share things without the expectation, like not letting, not having expectations um, have us stand back a little bit, 
Does that make sense? But we can lean in more without those expectations and just bubble away and discover so much more about each other, right? Right. I mean, for me, what stuck out was just that, you know, attachment that we can have to like, it should look this way in childhood and all of these pieces. And like you're saying, there's so many nuances within this piece, but I think it does come back to the expectations and attachments because and, and I loved the piece about the bowling, because I think we can also fall that direction into kind of boxing our kids in a little bit like, you know, oh, they've never liked big crowds or loud things. So I'm going to steer clear of that, you know, and, and, and that's, again, with love and great intention, because we've seen that. But I just think kids change and grow. And when it's something that sparks their interest, you know, who knows, maybe they saw a YouTube about bowling or one of their favorite characters was bowling. So they're just like, I want to see what that's all about. And even if they hated it, you know, they still got that information. So I think, you know, it is just that stepping back, but yet staying engaged, that seeing through their eyes, like we talk about, because it's just all these nuances, but I think we can easily see for any of us how we can kind of get on this path, you know, and, and then we, we've kind of lost sight of the children that were there hoping to facilitate. Right. It feels like you're just like giving this space to them to be able to just be who they are and that they get to decide, you know, like who they are. Cause my kids surprise me all the time, exactly like how you were describing. And it's, like, sometimes I'm like, why? Like, it really can, can throw me. Um, but that's kind of like, it's part of the fun of our lives, like having, like being able to give enough space for them to change their mind and do something different and surprise me. Um, and I really got so much out of when you were describing um, the feeling of we all want to do this activity. Like that reminded me of those moments and they can be few and far between sometimes because the kids are so different from each other. Um, but where we all are like a hundred percent, we want to do this thing together, like how easy and fun those types of activities are. So to kind of look for those, um, I loved that story too. And that reminds me of something, I think you said it in the network too, Nora, but that, I mean, it's just kind of expounding on what you said, but how different it felt like how kind of you had told a story about, well, it's kind of hard to get them going anywhere because they like to stay in the house. So it's this process of like, you know, getting them to go and making it fun and doing all this. But then when you saw this Delta of like when they're leading the way, it wasn't hard at all or so much easier, you know? So I thought that was really interesting, a thing that we can kind of watch for, you know, those energy shifts. Yeah, I do think that is a huge shift. It, it was for me, the, the realization that it wasn't, it was less about, um, you know, when we talk about like commitments and things, it's less about, you know, figuring out a fun way to kind of cajole everybody to the place where we think they should be for whatever reason. And but and then that ties in with letting them quit things when it's not interesting to them because what we're really looking for is those things that they're super excited about where it is so much easier to do because it's theirs right it's something that they want to do it's like night and day yet we can get so attached yeah. to the things that that we love right or that we think that they should be doing <laughs> 
Yeah, no, so I just, um, I was just going to say, yeah, no, I wrote a whole thing in the network, like a post in the network about it's so hard to get my kids out of the house. Like, what can I do? And I had this whole story that it was this really stressful process, And I just spiraled into like, this stresses me out. So I'm stressed. So I'm making it stressful on and on and on. And um, yeah, it turned out that mostly my kids just like being at home and also Ruben especially likes being at home but he will like dash to the car if it's something that he genuinely wants to do but because I'd never given them that chance to tell me what it was they would dash to the car for (laughs) then I didn't know that it was possible um so yeah it's been a fun journey (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) I love it yeah I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us today Nora we really appreciate it it's so fun hearing little snippets of the journey that you know when people think through them and 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 can see and can kind of communicate what their process was I think that's so helpful for people to hear so thank you so much Nora thank you for having me it's been super fun Yay! us too have a wonderful day thank Bye. you I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the growing podcast archive. The conversations never go out of date. You can find more information about my books, the Living Joyfully Network online community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit online course at my website, livingjoyfully.ca.